welcome to a mini breakdown with Ashley and Chris, where they answer your questions and meet with real brides to break down their wedding every week. Ashley, it is good to have you back on. We had Lara joining us for the wedding breakdown last time, but uh, it is you today. You're back. I and am. you have been You've been gone, and you're going to be bringing all of the life updates. We both are in this next Monday's episode. So people can look forward to that, hearing everything that you kind of did while you were away because you have a lot to share. I do, and it is going to be absolutely fantastic. I hope you guys tune in, catch up on Chris and I, the way our brains work on the inside, and it might be a little shocking for you guys to hear right at the, out of the gate. But today's episode, we're very excited. We're not going to actually do a Q&A this week. You'll find out more on that. Or, well, you'll understand more why we're not doing a Q&A this week come yeah. Monday. We just got a lot, you know, like just, just a lot going on. A lot, go- a lot going on. Exactly. And also, you typically like to poll. You've been out of town. You've got, you know, you've been busy. You haven't been able to poll for that. And that's okay. We're going to show ourselves grace. And uh, instead of trying to rush something and not bring you guys great content, we're just going to we're just gonna hold off and we're going to still bring you an amazing wedding breakdown from McLean uh, today. So why don't you tell us about McLean and what people can expect from her episode? I love that. And I also loved interviewing McLean. I found myself to resonate and relate a lot to her because she is a perfectionist and as a perfectionist planning a wedding during the funnel pandy pandemic pandy pan the p word panorama she struggled and she like wanted her wedding style to like age well she wanted it to be really timeless and she also her why was it like she wanted to get married and that was the most important thing to her but while planning the wedding during the good old Pandy, she struggled with like, I want to just get married, whether or not we're having the big party that I've been planning forever. I was a perfectionist. And so that was kind of a lot of the things that she was dealing with. And she's got some advice for you if you find yourself also called like you uh, resonate with the term perfectionist and perfectionism. And she has some really good advice at the end and like a couple of things that I've shared actually with couples From this interview, I'm like, oh my gosh, if it's not the right color, it's not the end of the world. Like you just got to hear it straight from McLean. So it is about that time for us to start reaching out to you all and trying to figure out if there's anyone else that wants to share their story uh, for bridal wedding day breakdowns. Okay. And so we are basically asking if you are someone that has um, a story to share, maybe you got married in the last year and you want to come on and be interviewed by us and share. Maybe you had some, a unique wedding. Why you had some things that you really did with intention. Maybe there were some really difficult struggles that you went through, um, that you really feel like, Hey, I've had time to process. I've had time to think through this and I've come out on the other side. And I really wish, um, somebody would have shared this information with me and it would have helped it. If that sounds like you and you sound like somebody who, um, wants to come on and have a conversation with us and we will break down your wedding day, please hit us up, shoot us a DM on Instagram at the bridal breakdown. Um, but we're opening the doors. Uh, we have three, two more brides after this to feature. So don't worry, Jordan and Andrea, your episodes are coming. They will be live very soon. Uh, but right now is the time for us to start going ahead and getting these other brides on to start interviewing. Anything you want to add to that, Ashley? 
I don't. I'm just very excited to hear everybody's personal stories. We all go through our own struggles. I guess I do have something to share, obviously, since I'm sharing. But it's very insightful. And if you have the desire to share your wedding hardships and the experiences that you went through with family, your spouse, or any of the things that were just like really hard and you think someone would really relate or you'd fi- they'd find like helpful information based on your personal experience. There's nothing, nothing more powerful to someone planning than hearing from somebody who went through exactly what they're dealing with. Yep. Personal experience and sharing those is like one of the most valuable things ever. So hit us up at on Instagram again at The Bridal Breakdown. Um, but guys, we're going to let you guys dive into this episode. Enjoy it. Enjoy listening to McLean. Welcome to The Wedding Breakdown, where we talk to real brides and break down their wedding days. Today, Ashley and I are joined by McLean, and we actually are super excited because she is our first bride that we're talking to that uh, either of us, uh, neither of us have a relationship with. So this is super exciting. McLean, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I am good. Um, I stalked my way, I guess, into an interview with you guys. I found you on Instagram. So I'm excited to be interviewed though. Heck yeah. It worked, man. All you got to do is just like step out there and you're like, sure, I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I think it was so interesting. So uh, we, we, uh, for those of you listeners, we like to just kind of chat with couples or, or brides before we actually start recording. And so we got to know McLean a little bit and there's a couple cool things. So her wedding photographer was Lara and I's wedding photographer. So that was a really cool little point of um, relationship there. And then something else that you said, McLean, that I thought was really interesting is that you stumbled upon this even after your wedding had happened and you were drawn to the show, even like after you'd gotten married, can you kind of touch base on like, even as a bride who's already got married and we're a podcast that's focusing on like intentional wedding planning and even the mental health aspect of the show, what drew you to the show? Oh yeah. Well, I think I'm still recovering (laughs) as a pandemic bride. I think there are so many things as I was scrolling through just your first couple of posts where I was like, oh my gosh, I identify with that. Like it was a rough go sometimes and it was, there's so many things that I wish I could tell myself now, you know, you only get to do it once, hopefully you do it right. And so I, I totally identify with, there needs to be some sort of mental health tool, I guess, just because I wish I'd had that. I wish that I'd had that, you know, little buddy of looking through Instagram Mm. and seeing that other people are going through the same thing because it feels like in the wedding industry that everything's supposed to be perfect. There's movies about the wedding industry. It's what you look forward to from when you're a little girl. And then you get to it and you're like, oh shoot, this is really hard. Like this, this is a huge process and it gets really lonely, which I was not expecting. So I think that this is great. Well, that that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. It's just, I'm always super, super curious, um, to know stuff like that, especially with people now, because, um, you know, we didn't know what our audience, like what the mix would be like 
of how many people would still listen even if they had already been married. And I mean, honestly, Ashley, I don't know if you'd agree with this, but we have quite a few people who listen, a large chunk of our audience, who are already married, who have gotten married within the last two years, that the information is still useful. So that just kind of blows my mind. Yeah, me too. It definitely wasn't something that I was expecting. And already, I know this interview is going to go great because that was like, we haven't even asked like a real question yet. And I'm already (laughs) like, oh my gosh, that was so valuable. Yeah, yeah, that's... (laughs) That's good stuff. So let's dive into your wedding day. And so the first thing I want to ask is I want you to describe like the vision that you and your husband were going for with your wedding. So think decor, feel, vibe, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we can say me and my husband because he was just kind of like, yeah, that looks good. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) Whatever you want will be great. So, but I really wanted something that was going to age really well in pictures. So I love the boho look and like part of me really wanted it, but I, and I really love dark colors. So I wanted it to be a little bit different. My main color was black. Um, I love that. But I kind of wanted to go almost a Victorian-ish vibe. I didn't want rustic and we ended up going for a kind of rustic venue. Uh, We went with the barn at Grace Hill. But I wanted to kind of pull on more of the, just the, yeah, the Victorian vibe. We had a lot of like gold leaf frames and a lot of black, a lot of cursive. Um, So I love the way that it turned out. I, you know, you never know what it's going to look like for sure until, you know, your flowers show up and your cake is done. But it was so much better than I pictured for sure. Oh, that's amazing. I love that you say that you wanted it to age well. It's so easy to fall into like, it's not a trap, but like just the rabbit hole of following trends and like doing what's in style right now. And there is something about doing something timeless so that you're, I mean, you're going to have these photos forever. So years down the road, you still love your pictures. You're not doing something that's like uber trendy. That's not trendy. And people are like, why, you know, like the burlap is going to come back in someday. I know it. Let's not have it happen. I'm putting that out there right now. Please don't bring back burlap, but (laughs) That was like a huge trend for a while. And now it's like everybody says things like me, like, please don't do burlap. And or so just you had even, a... I'm Go even ahead. thinking of like, like my mom looking at her wedding photos, like with the puffy sleeves, you know, like those math, you guys know, like the cotton candy sleeves, like, yes. like that was the thing. I hope that never returns, you know? Yes. Right. Yes. But yeah, it was, it was the trend. I love, love that you already hit on that. Now you're in a unique situation that a lot of people have found themselves in as you were a pandemic bride. And so previous to when was your wedding day? It was September 11th. It makes it memorable. It was. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. It, so 9-11. Okay. So what was the atmosphere of the world at that point? Was it still like super locked down? Cause you weren't, it wasn't like an early spring where you were super shocked about it. Right? There was like this lull that I feel like where it was like perfect restrictions had kind of been lifted before they got locked mm-hmm. down. Were you in that lull where things had kind of gotten a little lightened? Yeah, we were, we hit that lull like perfectly. Like there was always the unknown in the back of our minds, like, shoot, we're going to need a plan B. Like, and yeah. Yeah. always knew that was a possibility, but we really lucked out and unintentionally back December, 2019, before anything had happened, mm-hmm. chose our venue, which was in Harvey County instead of Sedgwick County. Mm -hmm. And so that was unintentionally one of the best decisions we made just because it was a little bit 
looser on the rules. Not that we didn't want to follow the rules, but there was a little less worry right, going yeah. into it. Some like the rug was going to be pulled out from under you. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. Makes sense. Well, and for people listening who aren't in our area, we are in the Midwest and I know that like, I'm just going to throw this out. Like, like the coasts are still like super, super locked down because they're so like compact and densely populated with people. Uh, the Midwest high, is kind yeah, of its high own. travel areas too, with even people from other countries on the coast. Yes. Yes. We kind of have like a weird dynamic in this pandemic because just in the center, I mean, everybody knows if you watch the news center of the country, <laughs> <laughs> but just for some preface on kind of how this atmosphere of this wedding and the planning will go uh, in this conversation. So, yeah. So McLean, um, you described kind of the vibe, feel, all of that stuff. What would you say that your wedding, why was like, why did you choose to choose to celebrate with a ceremony and reception? What was the driving force behind um, the wedding? Yeah. You know, it sounds really unromantic, but we were just in a like, get it done mindset because we'd been together since uh, basically since I was a junior in high school and now I've graduated college. I graduated May, 2020. So we just felt like we've been dating for so long. Like, even though there are restrictions, however we need to do it, we just want to get it done and be married, which I think is half of people's perspective. It's just like, I realize now that getting married is so much more important than the wedding aspect. You know, you always say that that's the way you want it to be in your head, but the wedding stuff is fun and it gets, in the way a little bit of your actual marriage, which is the whole mm. point. I just got chills. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> that that was, I hear, do you know what I love is I feel like everyone's saying different things in every single interview, like in every, like they're bringing up these amazing snippets. Like, I think that it's so easy, right? It's kind of like there's these shiny things. There's like that, that can overshadow or almost overlook the big commitment that's being made that day. So you may say that, that, you know, it might sound unromantic, but I actually think it's like, man, what is better than like a couple saying, you know what, let's, let's do this. Like, let's just, let's get this thing done. Let's make it official. And let's start like this, uh, extra commitment part of our life to where we're gonna, like, you've already been committed. Let's go ahead and, and seal the deal. I love that. And so, um, did you feel like as you were planning during the pandemic, did you feel at any point that like that, that your wedding, why was in jeopardy at all? Like, oh man, I don't don't know if this is going to happen. I guess so. I I wavered here and there and I was like, I think we need a plan B. Maybe we need to cut back. Maybe we need to postpone. Like I got cold feet several times. Like I want to say that that was my wedding. Why? But there were times where I was like, I don't know. I think it was easy to lose sight at times. The fact that we wanted to get it done. You say that in the beginning and then a pandemic happens and you're like, Oh, but I really wanted all the pretty stuff. And I wanted a big guest list and I wanted X, Y, Z. So it was easy to lose sight of it at times, especially for me as the girl who's been planning it, you know, your whole life. And your husband is just like, I would take a pizza in the courthouse. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> so, yeah, I think it was easy to lose sight of that. But, you know, it was also easy to come back to it when you at the end of the day, were planning it together and were able yeah. to sit down and say, oh, I'm so excited to be married to you. So. So what yeah. kept you from postponing and canceling or, or any of that? I think we were just hoping for the best and we always accepted the fact that we may have to do 
a 180 and totally change our plan and remold what we wanted or try to make it fit as best we could what we wanted. But we were just going to keep our plan, our regular plan going for as long as we could just to say, at least we tried, but, um, eventually it looked like things were going to work out. And luckily they did because we hit, like you said, that sweet spot where we were still able to do for the most part, what we intended to do, even though we had a lot of guest lists fall out. So it worked out. Yeah. Well, and with your guest list, I think that that is like one of the, that was one of the biggest factors for pandemic brides in general. That's where a lot of the anxiety kind of like was resonating within is guests. Are they going to come? But it sounds like for you, your wedding, why was we're going to get it done no matter what, or like, we're going to get it done as fat. Like we just want to get it over with, not over with, but we want to get married. We want to be married. Right. Yes. Right. Even if that meant 10 people were coming, you're like, I'm doing it. We're getting married. Like you were grounded in being able to say like, you know what, no matter what, we're going to roll with the punches and whatever happens is what happens. Even accepting that of the reality of the state of the world and everything that was going on and being like, you know, we're going to try to hold on to this as long as we can. Um, But if we need to change, that's okay too. We're just going to roll with the punches. And so I think that's extremely useful, useful for couples, um, even before they get married to face some of those like life challenges and and stuff like that. Um, So what would you say uh, a low point of your wedding day was? I would say as much as you don't want it to, life still happens even on your wedding day. And especially in a pandemic, we had, and some of these things would have happened anyway, but I had a bridesmaid who had to take her cat to the emergency vet that morning. I had a, (laughs) I know he's fine. I think luckily, so that's good. But, um, had a bridesmaid who had to take her cat to the emergency vet that morning, a bridesmaid who was flying in from Texas um, that morning and her flight got delayed. So she was literally running in the door, getting ready to change into her dresses. We were getting ready to take pictures beforehand. Uh, we had a groomsman who got sick and couldn't be in the wedding at all. So, you know, it, even though you want everything to go perfect on your wedding day, I think once you're in your wedding day, you just have to accept what's going wrong and there's no way to change it at that point. You're in it, you're in that day and it's happening. And so there's just kind of a calm that falls over you too, I think, because you almost feel like you're having an out-of-body experience. You're like, holy cow, I'm getting married today. And this day that I've been right. planning for months is happening. And so that would have been stressful to regular me, but wedding day me was like, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> like, like it's here. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever is happening, I can't control it at this point. So bring it on. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's a really good point. Like life does happen to people. Like sometimes your dog is going to puke and you're going to be terrified and have to like, there's just life goes on and you can cross your fingers and hope you don't get sick. You can cross your fingers and hope some catastrophe doesn't happen or like, you know, you don't want those things to obviously happen, but life, life does happen. Yeah. Yeah. On, on the flip side of, of the low, what would you say that a high point of the day was something that was awesome, extremely memorable for you that when you look back, you're like, Oh my God, you just filled with great, great vibes and great emotions. I love that we did. And I think this is becoming a little bit of a trend now too. We did a last dance 
where, yes. yes, where everybody who is going to cheer you on for your exit is getting lined up and ready with their sparklers is what we did or whatever they're doing. They're getting prepped for that. And then you're still inside with just you and your husband or your wife and your photographer and your DJ. And it's just them in the room. And I love that part. I'm so glad that we did that. And I didn't know for sure if, you know, the timeline was going to work out to allow for that. But those are my favorite pictures too. Cause it's crazy. You would think that you would feel so connected to your new spouse on your wedding day, but I felt like I barely saw him like half the day you're getting ready. Um, and then people are grabbing them and saying, I haven't seen you in 10 years. So you really don't feel like you connect with them as much as you had hoped you would during that day. And even though it was at the end of the day, it was such a nice reconnection. And in all those pictures of us, I'm like crying, but they're still my favorite pictures because you just feel like you finally got to reconnect with them and say like, I'm so excited about this. And I'm so excited that we're married. So I would totally say that everyone needs to do that or carve out in some way, a way to have alone time with your spouse, even if it's for five minutes during that day, because you really feel like wham, bam, it's over. And you didn't get to see them until they were done getting ready. And then it's over in three or four hours. So I loved that. Yeah, that's so sweet. And I think I'm hearing that a lot from people is they're like, where do you find time to see them? You you really don't. If you don't do a first look, which a lot of people still opt not to do that, and that is fine and makes sense for a lot of people. But if you don't do a first look and you don't you know, hide away to have dinner together or spend 10 minutes after the ceremony together because maybe your timeline doesn't allow for that. It's sometimes impossible. And you're like, well, this was our wedding and we had no time together. So you guys getting to embrace each other at the end, especially alone, it had to be crazy. So were there any other day or any other moments of your wedding day that were super intentional, that were very like maybe sentimental did you when planning come up with anything that you were like we're doing this because of this you need yeah yeah we had a couple of those one of my favorite was we when we were in high school and met met at an IHOP after a football game and so we did breakfast for dinner for our food (gasps) ever oh my gosh we love breakfast (laughs) for dinner It it was like really, I guess, different. A lot of people were like, oh, I've never had like breakfast food at a wedding, but this is so cool. And it was really good. We catered. I mean, people who aren't from the Midwest wouldn't know this, but Carriage Crossing did our food and I love them. They had giant, like big as your head cinnamon rolls. Oh my gosh. They're cinnamon rolls. It was so good. They're so good. We like had to cut them in half because we also had cake, but people were still like, oh yes, please. (laughs) Oh, that is, and that's so sweet. Like that is seriously, it's a sentimental to your relationship. It's a nod to your relationship. And that's like the cool thing about doing something with intention is like, it doesn't have to be the same piece of intention other people have done. You're like, Mm -hmm. this is what we did. So we're going to have pancakes for dinner. And I don't care what you think. I don't care if you think you need chicken and green beans today, you're getting waffles. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I loved it. And we had like, that was kind of our spot where we went with our friends after that too. So we had a picture of us from when we were like 17 and 18 sitting at a booth at IHOP that we put at the end of each of our buffet lines with like a little blurb that said like, this is where we met. So this is what you get to eat tonight. And it was cute. I love the way that it turned out. Yeah. Stuff like this, like 
hearing about the intentions that things did, no matter what people did, even just knowing that like there was thought put into it, whether that was what their food was or what they wore on the day or a a tradition or ritual that they, you know, implemented into their day. That's what gives weddings personality. And these decisions are what make your day your day. And so I love to hear stuff like this. Um, Was there anything else? No pressure to share if there wasn't, but was there anything else that you can think of that came to mind that was full of intention that you guys did? Um, We did, instead of doing like a memorial table, uh, we did a family wedding pictures table just because we wanted to honor more people than just the ones who had passed away. So we had like my parents' wedding picture, his parents' wedding picture, and then like every picture also had a little token from that couple's wedding. So like my grandparents had a perfume bottle that my grandpa bought her for her wedding. And my mom had um, like a little Christmas ornament. Her grandma made her wedding dress. So she also made her a Christmas ornament out of the leftover fabric. So that was next to their picture frame. And um, I think my husband's grandma and grandpa, they had like her garter sitting next to the picture. So that was one of my other favorite things that we did that was just like very intentional with including family because that was really important to me too. But weddings have always been about like family, even just they've always been about like honoring family or like families coming together, joining. Yeah. I was going to say something not so positive, like trading property. But <laughs> I'm like, I really want to harp on that. I part. mean, that's probably the always, negative aspect of it. But yeah, you have two but it's families. It's always been about joining. family. Yeah. Yes. And so I think that there's something really cool still about modern weddings, how you can like honor your family. And I think that you did that in a really cool way. And that and probably meant true. a lot to the people that were honored as well. Yeah. Yeah. You were able I think to so. live that. That's really cool. So did you have any types of like mental health obstacles that maybe, I mean, obviously there's, you know, a pandemic going on, but was there anything that stands out to you in your mind that was difficult for you to um, overcome in kind of the mental health space? And it could have even been after your wedding, the planning or even like afterwards, like something maybe you're worrying, like you're dealing with now or the day after. Yeah. I, I mean, I struggled with the unknown a lot just because of the circumstances of the world during our wedding planning process. But I also just struggled with, I think, being a perfectionist, which is really hard when you're facing that much unknown Mm -hmm. during a global pandemic. And so I think I'm the type of person, I'm usually pretty laid back, but in situations like planning a wedding where you've been looking forward to it your whole life, I'm the type of person that says, I want it done right. So I'm just going to do it myself. And Mm -hmm. it was hard to, I think, let people in and let people take the wheel because I wanted to be in control of every aspect. And, and of course there are some things where it comes down to the wire and you just have to go with whatever's available. Like, I think at one point we ordered a ring bearer pillow for a ring bearer. And I was like, that's not really the color I wanted. Like it's a little bit frillier than I wanted. And my husband was like, just let go of some of those things. He was like, I know that you have a vision and that you want it all to be perfect and to exactly to what you want. But you have to remember that somebody's going to see that pillow from six feet away for five minutes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I know it's important to you, but it's important to you and causing you anguish more than it's making you excited. And so just let go of it because no one's going to care about that pillow, even though you care about that pillow 
no one's going to care about that pillow. And he's right. We got one picture of our ring bearer holding that pillow. And now I look back and I'm like, why the heck did I care about that? Like, why did I let that ruin my day that day when that Amazon order didn't show up on time? Like I should have let go of that. So it's things like that where I'm like, just let people in and let people help you. And even if you're not a perfectionist, like let go of the little details. Cause after you're married, you're going to think it's comical that you ever cared about little stuff like that because it becomes so unimportant to you once the day is over. Yeah. It's so it's number one. I love that your now husband said like he was able to basically tell you to get over it without telling you to get over it. He did it in love, like <laughs> yeah. in a very understanding more anguish. Than yeah. In a very yeah. understanding level-headed way. And so I love that he said that to you. The other thing that stands out about that is that um, it's becoming more and more obvious to me that so many people who are planning, they stress about the little things, you know, these little things that you're talking about that, you know, they'll like wake up in the middle of the night. They're like, Oh my gosh, I forgot the batteries for the tea light candles or, you know, whatever. Uh, something just, that's just so small and so insignificant. And so I love that advice that he shared with you. And so your, your husband's great at advice. And so now, uh, do you like, if you had to give Uh, in advice or a few pieces of advice to any brides who are planning their wedding day? Like what would that be when it comes to wedding planning? Yeah, I think it would kind of be in that same vein. Just let go of chasing perfection during your wedding planning. And I know that sounds like a downer thing with how much people look forward to planning, but it will truly give you so much peace and make it so much more fun to just be like, I don't care about that. I don't care about that. If somebody wants to take over that aspect for me, I would love them for it. I'm just going to, you know, Jesus take the wheel. (laughs) I I don't like, I am not going to stress about the little parts anymore. And so I think focusing more on getting excited with who you're marrying and thinking about, holy cow, we're getting married. And just focusing on that lets those little things fade away. And I wish I'd done that earlier in my wedding process earlier in my planning process, because the last week I was just like, sure, you can take over that. Sure. I would love it if you would pick up X, Y, Z for me. And that was so freeing and just let me enjoy the process so much more than I was, you know, in the six months, three months before. So I would say, yeah, just let go of the little details because you're so not going to care about them when it's over. Yeah. I love that. As you speaking from a perspective of a perfectionist as a perfectionist myself I think it's really important for people to hear that from you because they can identify with you and be like me too like I find myself worrying that this wood tone isn't going to match that wood tone and really you're sitting here like dude I worried about the same thing and I wish that I would have let it go sooner so like let it go because here I am a perfectionist months later and I don't care anymore like I don't care that that color was wrong like it doesn't affect me I wish it wouldn't have ran my life the way that it did for so long yeah and you said at the beginning of when we started talking and I we might have done this off of like when we weren't recording but you said that you resonated with the podcast because like you find yourself kind of still identifying with some of these like hard parts of the grief after you didn't use the word grief I'm using the word grief but like the grief after wedding planning and kind of like how you are having to deal with your feelings afterwards can 
if that is resonating with you right now, because we can totally cut this if it's not, but if that's resonating with you now, can you elaborate a little bit more on like maybe what you're still feeling? Yeah, I think it's funny because I look back and I don't feel remorse about the day or any of the decorations or any of the way that anything went, it turned out better than I could have expected. Um, and a lot of that is just probably attributed to our friends and family and the vendors that we chose, but I wish that I had enjoyed the process more. And I think all, as much as I loved planning it and finally getting to execute all these things that I had on Pinterest for years, it was also, you know, I say all the time, I'm really envious of people from 30, 40 years ago where it was just a bowl of punch Mm. and a cake and nuts. And that was it. And it was a two hour process at a church and then it was over. And your uncle Larry's best friend was the photographer and (laughs) it was, you know? Yeah. And so, and it's not that I didn't want all of those Pinterest worthy things. It's that I almost wish I didn't know what I was missing out on by not having them. Uh, (laughs) And so I wanted the video and I wanted the flowers and I still wanted all of those things, but I was like, man, it would just be so much easier if I was doing this wedding thing 30 years ago and didn't know what I was missing out on. Yeah. And so I think I'm probably bunny trailing off the question, but um, I love it. (laughs) You might have to remind me what the question was really fast. That's okay. No, that was, I mean, seriously amazing. Um, If you're, if you still find yourself in feelings of like the suffering or like the grieving after the wedding. And I think where you were going, which is still where you were, is Mm -hmm. that you wished you loved the day and you're not necessarily grieving anything about the day. I think you're um, it's more so you just wish that you enjoyed the process more like yeah. the planning. Yeah. Yeah. That is the truth. That is where I was going with that. Thank you. Um, yeah. I wish that I had yeah enjoyed the process more and let more as a perfectionist, let more people in to help with those little details that in the end didn't matter very much to me. I wish yeah. that I had um, just incorporated more people in the process instead of taking the reins myself and you know, the pandemic part, you can't change, but I wish Mm. looking back that I had stressed about it less just because what happens happens and life still happens on your wedding day and life will go on, even though it wasn't exactly what you wanted, you still got to get married. And so I, I don't at all regret the way that it turned out, but I do wish that I had focused more on letting people help me with the process and that would have made me a lot happier in the process and felt a lot less lonely in the process. I love that. You literally answered the question I was going to ask you. <laughs> I was, I was going to be like, how, how do you tell people to do this? And you're like, let them in. Yeah. Let the people sure. who are asking, how can I help you? Let them help you give them something. Yeah. yeah. And it can, it can be hard. Cause you know, one of my friends was doing grad school. One of my friends was the new mom. One of, and you just feel like, Oh, I don't want to make this their burden or, yeah. You know, and it gets, you know, to you're dealing with how do we finance the whole thing and how do we, there's so many little details that can make it stressful and make it awkward. And you don't want to call up your new in-laws and be like, Hey, do you want to go spend your money? Like (laughs) there are just so many, yeah, there's so (laughs) many aspects that can either make it awkward or make it feel like you're being a burden on people, but people don't see it as a burden as much as you feel like you do. 
just because it's what's taking over your life at the moment, but it's what they are excited for watching Mm -hmm. happen. So even though it feels like a burden because it's taken over your life, people are so excited to help you, even if you don't feel like they are. And so I wish I would have let people take over sooner because that made it so much more fun. Yeah. And I was just going to say that would give you an opportunity to have like a bonding moment with people that you love. It gives you an excuse to be together. Yeah, for sure. So McLean, is there anything that you're sitting here, you know, we're, we're wrapping this up. Is there anything that you wish that you would have had the opportunity to say, maybe we didn't ask a question, um, but you just have this piece of advice or this thing that you want to, to let brides know or anyone planning their wedding. I would say you don't have to let it become this big monster in your life that you don't have to spend 50 or $60,000 to feel like you've got a really valuable day and you can do it at a 50 or $60,000 price point, but you can also do something really small. And a lot of people in the pandemic have had to go really small. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you just focus on being excited that you're going to get married, I think the rest works itself out. And I think if you, if you focus on that, when you're getting stressed and you focus on that, when you care too much about little details, it makes it easier to see things in the correct perspective. That's good. That's like you, you get your priority right from the get go. And it's almost like everything else kind of stays in alignment. It's like the conductor train, you know, at the front end, if you keep that marriage and and the actual ceremony and the joining of, of a couple together on the forefront, everything else will kind of follow. That's great. Yeah, that's so true. That is so good. Man, these wedding day breakdowns just keep getting better and better. I love them so much. Listeners, we hope that you guys are enjoying them as well. Feel free uh, to shoot us a DM if any of these episodes are resonating with you at The Bridal Breakdown on Instagram. We'd love to connect with you. Or maybe you're someone that's listening to these and you want to be interviewed. Interviewed. You want to do a wedding breakdown with us. Uh, you can also shoot us an email and we will send you a document that you can fill out and, and we can start that process. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Have a great day and we will talk to you very soon.